Remember, no cussing. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the football. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to go through it, but it didn't work. All right, let's try this one more time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Today's date is Friday, November 15th. This is our week 11 preview. Today with me, uh, your host, Jeff Crisco, is Evan Hoover. Hello, Evan. Or do I, yeah. need to ask <laughs> do I need to ask, how are you? Three more weeks, and then we can get to real playoffs. Playoffs? I'm tired of having to start guys every week. I'm like, just let me, I wish I could bench my guys. Like they do in the NFL. I'm already in the playoffs. Let me bench CMC. Just bench you know? your guys. Let me Make bench sure all don't... of New England defense and so we can just go to the playoffs. Make sure they don't get hurt. Exactly. Um, uh, Waleed, how are you? You're, Waleed's filling in for Mike today. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, quick question. If you guys have a bye week in the fantasy playoffs, um, do you – I do this as a superstition thing. Do you bench all your guys to rest yep. them up in the first week? <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, and here's why. There is a oversight in Yahoo's. A lot of my leagues are Yahoo. There is an oversight in your league's record book where, where you uh, it counts your score. So it'll be like the lowest score anyone's ever had in the 15 years of this league is you, buddy, with 12 this one week. And so I'm like, ah, I don't want my, I don't want to be in the annals of history. I People would love to be in the annals of history. Buy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, <clears throat> well, th- then you need to make a goal for yourself. You need to have the highest and lowest score in the same season. And then that's like shooting the moon. So you can look at that as a point of pride. Uh, but nobody knows it. Yeah, nobody but you know it. it. I think you... anyone who sees a zero knows it. Yeah. <laughs> you, couldn't, you, couldn't get a, you couldn't get a zero without actively trying to get zero points. It's like getting a zero on the SATs. <laughs> you don't right. know that. I can get a zero. <laughs> with trying all right you go for it i want you to try all right so today's episode like i said week 11 preview uh for the 2019 season uh we'll get some housekeeping out of the way um go ahead if you found us on the website or through twitter or through facebook go ahead uh go to your favorite uh podcast platform of choice whether it be apple music iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify and go ahead and subscribe to us if if uh, your service allows you to rate review, we would appreciate five stars if you're going to do that. Um, what we'd really appreciate if you joined us on our Discord, it's tiny.cc slash absurdity. Um, there's a really good core of people there that can that are really helpful, help you out. Have some. I've had some great discussions in the last week or so um, uh, over you know various different players. And um, it's, a, it's a good place to go get some advice from um, uh, varied uh, opinion givers and... Um, uh, you can help make your decisions. So again, that's a tiny.cc slash absurdity. We'd love to see you there. Um, as always, we have a beer sheet shirt in the in the uh, description of the podcast. Um, it's a very cool design. I made it. I'm very proud of it. And I'm very sad that the only people that bought any of it was me. Um, 
we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash footballabsurdity. You get access to what I like to call the second half of this episode. Every Tuesday, we do kind of a debrief of the questions that we ask in this episode, and that's our way of reviewing the week. Uh, we also look forward to Thursday night football in that one. Um, all right, boys. Thursday night football. So I turn right, the game let off. This off. Let me kick this off. I got, I got my new tradition. I'm going to kick this off with a shot. Oh, yeah. Evan's got to take a shot. What are we drinking today, Evan? Uh, 99 bananas. 99. You were drinking 99 bananas a couple weeks ago. It's like a dollar. Ah, well, I am drinking uh, Paso Robles uh, Hara Siempre red wine. Um, it's a blend. Um, so I turned off the, the game uh, last night with about three minutes to go. Let me take a big sip of this uh, this wine and ask, did anything happen after that? Oh, come on, guys. You let me down. Oh, I have kids. I, don't, I can't watch Thursdays after 4, 4 p.m. Do you Wally, not know what you happened, Evan? I did. Wally, okay. did you see it? I did not. Um, oh, Thursdays man. are show day for me. Miles, uh, Miles Garrett was really concerned with helping Mason Rudolph get his helmet back on. <laughs> well, I think, it, I think his helmet wasn't on. No, Evan, give him, give him props, okay? I don't think Mason Rudolph's helmet was on right because Miles Garrett ripped it off looked at it, made sure it was okay, and then tried to put it back on its head. That's what ended up happening. So, um, wow, giving me nothing to work with there, huh? I would say what <laughs> ended up happening is uh, the Browns won and still Browns themselves. That's I'm what shocked that you brought this up. I, I, I'm totally unprepared. I had no idea this was going to be a news item. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thing ever. Uh, so what – is my wife home? Annie, are you home? Okay, I want to know. I want to know what type of crime you can get prosecuted for for ripping off a dude's helmet and hitting with them. Does well, that count as assault with a deadly weapon? I would guess, but uh, Mason. Ru- there were Ian Rappaport reported an hour ago that Mason Rudolph is not pursuing uh, charges. So there's. I mean, I guess it would be assault. There. Yeah. I saw. I mean, if you're Mason Rudolph and you press charges, like I understand. Can you look your teammates in the eye? Nah. I feel like, I feel like yeah. your teammates would kind of lose respect for you. Plus you're and busy. I think that they'd be wrong for that. But I also think that you couldn't do that in an NFL locker room. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He got to leave right. the field, especially with the quarterback. Yeah, did you guys see Baker after the game? He was, you could tell he was just, he was beyond words because uh, they asked him, sideline reporter asked him what he thinks of it. And he was just like, man, there's... <laughs> there's no place for that like he was basically like he didn't know what to say because he was like i don't know i don't like it but what can you say because you, you, you if you if you go too hard on that you're basically going to be uh pooping on your teammates yeah you like exactly. i censored myself there by the way thanks appreciate it all right yeah. but there was yeah i love how uh garrett was like yeah i, I made a mistake I messed up. And I'm like, no, like a mistake is like a pass interference call. Look, I mean, like a dude's tailing it off. We've all made those mistakes where you get real mad and you stab a dude 17 times. Like we've all been there, guys. Yeah. Already this time for a head injury and you hit him in the very same head. Yeah. He, um, they had real malice at the palace vibes. The old, uh, fight between the Pacers and the, the Pistons and, uh, you know, half the arena. Had some real Malice at the Palace vibes. I remember watching that live, and, and it made me feel the same way. I was like, in Egypt in, time. In, in Miles Garrett's defense, and I'm not really defending him here, um, 
when you get kicked in the nuts, uh, sometimes your brain just stops working. Like if everything's not <laughs> is that what happened properly. I've always yeah. seen that. oh that's what happened. I didn't see the, I didn't see what led up to it. Yeah. yeah, there was there was a whole fight and um yeah. that, uh he got jacked in the sack and then lost his mind. Yep, yep, yep. All right, but there was some fantasy stuff last night as a uh, uh an Odell Beckham Jr. owner. I was very happy. There was a a first quarter pass, I think it was like 45 yard touchdown. Turned out he only went about 44 yards and uh <laughs> didn't get the, didn't get the touchdown. And so I was and uh, Baker ran it in, and I was I was pretty uh pretty unhappy about that. And then um, there was also pretty much everybody on the Steelers died. Um, James <laughs> Connor, except for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, except for Mason Rudolph. Who got boxed in the head. So so we got James Connor who finished the job. Yeah, so we got James Connor who uh, re-injured his shoulder. So Jalen Samuels uh, came back in. We got uh, Juju got hurt. And Deontay Johnson got absolutely blasted in the head. Um, it was a, a completely unnecessary hit. It was a, a bad game all around. Um, the safety on the Browns who did it got thrown out. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it. Doesn't sound like uh, like you guys shielded yourself from this game, but Deontay Johnson was like bleeding from his ear from this hit. So it was like really scary. But um, I mean, Jalen Samuels filled in but it was kind of a mess the Steelers were a mess all night long this game was disgusting outside the first couple Browns drives it was not worth watching I I take I you know when I watch you obviously take notes just every drive like I have a whole page of notes that just says like Pittsburgh noting the start of the drive and then just said wet fart and then Cleveland wet fart Pittsburgh wet fart like it was just these just like you know run on first down run on second down it's third and six you overthrow your guy punt like that could have described 12 different drives in this game. It feels like it was, uh, it was a Thursday night football game that ended in a Thursday night brawl. So, um, Another there reason was with the playoffs to come on. We get, we get it. These teams aren't fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Check out and get to the playoffs. So last thing is uh Nick Chubb versus Kareem hunt, the split. Um, Nick Chubb, uh, played on 72% of snaps, but he had, a. Uh, 28 opportunities, 27 of those carries, which he turned into 92 yards. Hunt had six carries and eight targets, which he turned into 58 yards. And uh, he played on 55% of snaps. So, um, you know, taking a little bit from Chubb, but not enough. Targets. Yeah, that's what another thing. He's turning into. Yeah. Yeah, they're turning into a supersized uh, Chris Thompson role where he's getting just a ton of targets. and, And they're lining him up all over the field, too, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, so I think say that about Cleveland. Yeah. So uh, I remember Mike and I had the question about um, when Hunt comes back, what will uh, Chubb's usage look like? Um, And it looks like mostly the same. He had 28 opportunities in this game to uh, the 14 for um, for uh, Kareem Hunt. So exactly two to one split. So. All right. Anything else you guys want to add for Thursday night football? No, I'm good. Eh, You're good. All right. You guys are you guys are very responsive to my questions tonight. I'm gonna take another <laughs> shot. I mean, I, th- I feel like what else is there to say? We we covered uh, Miles Garrett losing his mind. Uh, Steelers. Here's the thing that cra- that's crazy to me is Steelers 500. I, I, like I thought they were way their worse. Their opponents than have been doo doo. Yeah, I mean, they make a doo doo. Uh, they're in the they're in the AFC. Like 500 in the AFC is like a two win team in the NFC. Yeah, that's true. 
first uh, time Chubb didn't hit double digits. Oh. Year. Yeah, because he didn't catch his one reception. Yeah, and Actually, when they had a goal line stand where Chubb didn't get, he got a couple um, from like the ten and the seven, but then they were within like the three, a couple times, and he did not get the carries. They were targets, and then one was the uh, was a Baker Mayfield sneak, so that, that's kind of concerning. But um, speaking of Baker Mayfield, this is his. Um, he had three touchdowns last night. He had two touchdowns the week before against Buffalo. Next week, um, he's got Miami, and then a rematch against this, these Steelers. And then um, the Bengals in the next three weeks. So the guy that we left for dead might be uh, turning his season around. And in two, true Browns fashion, it might be too late for it to matter. So I guess just everybody in the NFC, I get, well, I still have two teams, but I guess Cleveland's going to be the next team that were like, they're at 500? What the hell had happened? We look at the schedule and we're like, uh. Yeah, they're going to have a, I mean, like I said, Miami, Pittsburgh again, and Cincinnati in the next three weeks, which, I mean, Pittsburgh's offense is brutal. And if Juju's hurt, for two weeks, and if um, uh, James Connors hurt for a couple weeks, it's going to be a bloodbath. I think that Cleveland at Pittsburgh game, and it might be anyways a literal bloodbath um, uh, when that when uh, when that happens. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on from Thursday night football. Move into our Week Eleven preview. So, what we do in this one is uh, uh, we take a look at what it is that we're looking at. And um, Mike's going to be back on Tuesday, so I decided to be full. Uh, host role, and I am actually going to um, just do Mike's prepped questions that he gave me, um, so that when he comes back, he can discuss them. And then Waleed, I'm actually going to oh, discuss. Oh, I like the Annapolis Colts, and boy, Edwin James, a good guy. Is that is that what we're doing here? That's what we're doing here. Um, but um, and and then uh, Waleed, when on Tuesday, I'll be reviewing your questions. So it's all very elegant, and the whole thing keeps on spinning. So, so we uh, learned from last time when I was subbing in. Correct. <laughs> I learned first, nothing. First game on the docket, Detroit at Dallas. Uh, there is when I looked today for the over under and the favorites. Uh, Caesars did not have a line for this game um, because of the Matthew, Matthew Stafford back injury being up in the air. They were not going to offer any sort of lines on this one. So, um, Willie, do you want to know about Dak Prescott against this Lions defense? Yeah, I'm. I'm my question here is. Do, uh, do you guys think that Dak Prescott, is he a top five fantasy play quarterback against the Lions this week? Here's my concern with that. Uh, they get to uh, uh, an, an early lead and just sit on it. Yeah, I, I think my thing is, is if they get to an early lead, I mean, it could be Zeke, but it, Dak probably gets gets enough for him to be to be happy with it. If they're sitting on it, you're talking three, four scores. So, I mean, Dak had to have had a hand in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could see like I could see t- touchdowns getting vultured, but I mean the Lions are really bad against quarterbacks fantasy wise. I mean they're giving up the six most points against fantasy quarterbacks, and I just I, it, like a lot of it depends on if Stafford plays. Honestly, yeah, I mean that that's really what it comes down to because he's um, not gonna play. Yeah, Why, he did the broken back trick last year and it didn't work, and you're doing bad this year. Just sit your cash cow. Yeah, it's it's it, they're they're spiraling the drain, and they got to re- realize it sooner rather than later that um you know they got to pack it in for the year if the Stafford's got a broken back. But we'll lead to your point. Um, since their week five bye, every single quarterback they've played has thrown at least two touchdowns against him. Um, with Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones throwing four, Mitch Trubisky, um, who yeah, I mean, do you want me to do you want me to carp? 
So we we allude to it a lot. Do you want to carve out like 20 minutes for you to talk about how much you love Mitch Trubisky, about how he's the, the best quarterback <laughs> in that draft? Uh, if you want to know my thoughts on Mitch Trubisky, check out the fantasy, the Football Absurdity YouTube channel where Brandon Andreessen, a participator, and I generally have some kind of railing against Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Pace. Uh, who's the, I'm drawing a blank on Adam Gase. Adam Gase. No, Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah, no, no. Adam Gase is the guy that Brandon hates what? with a passion. Oh, he. Oh, I thought you were talking about on the Browns. I was like, oh, no, 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 the, no. the 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 Bears. The Bears. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand why he's a former Bears coach, which is I think why Brandon feels the vitriol that he does. It's really quite entertaining to watch. No one really rants quite like he does. Waleed had to create a separate channel just to allow cursing, so we could talk about Mitch Trubisky. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> it. Oh my God, the he fact has three is, You have last no week. idea how hell? hard it is. For me to not swear right now. He had three yeah. touchdowns last week. Yeah, but we're not talking about the Bears. So we'll, we'll just we'll, hey, guys, 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 no, I mean against guys. Detroit. Against guys. Detroit. It's yeah. to your point that Detroit allows a lot of passing touchdowns. Yeah. I was like, no, they don't. They play Trubisky. And I look it up and like, wow, Detroit allows a lot of passing touchdowns. Yeah. That that's my context right there. Is uh, okay. this is why right, guys, guys, Trubisky guys. Let's let's stop looking back back at that. Sorry, I mentioned Mitch Trubisky because it just sent us down a path. I oh, guess I was I can... actually I was actually tying yeah. it into Dak. Yeah, we're talking about Detroit now. If okay. Trubisky can throw for three touchdowns, imagine what Dak will do against him. That's the point I was just about to make. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then so, uh, Evan, uh, you're worried about this one being a flop, or you you want to know if you can start Marvin Jones or what? Yeah, we covered that a lot. Where I'm like, I don't. I it, it's reflected in. Uh, the Vegas not being able to take a line. I don't know if, if Dallas is just going to... They're going to score... Dallas is going to score as many points as they want. And the question is, if they just want to lock it down, or do they want to put on a show? I'm also wondering about Marvin Jones. He had 25 points two weeks ago, 10 points one week ago, 38 points three weeks ago. Sounds good, except for the other weeks, he had two and four points. So I just... I want to know, are you matchup-based? How do I, I... You did great against Chicago. How do I... What is going? You did bad against New York. What what is what is going on, Marvin Jones? Be predictable. Well, Marvin yeah. Jones isn't is never been. He's always kind of been a boom bust guy. Uh, I mean, this year he's been relatively consistent. I, um, uh, I recently, I, I, thirty eight, four, twenty five, and ten is consistent. That's yeah, no, I was going to say. I think Evan outlined why he is not actually consistent. So, well, I mean, I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, he's gotten five catches in each of or four catches in each of the last four games. I'm just talking about like I would I would still slot him. Yeah, the opportunity is there. I mean, five and six. I mean, if you average out 34 targets in the last four games, that's not too bad. But I, I mean, uh, 126 and 77 in the last couple games. I mean, uh, against just these dreadful teams overall, Oakland and Chicago. Ugh, garbage. Um all right, Mike's question on this one is: He want to know if Zeke is going to go over 150 yards rushing against the Lions, um, and because um, the Lions just have an absolutely putrid run defense, it's allowing 138 yards per game to running backs, and um, they allow the second most points to running backs in fantasy. Uh, last uh, or the big games against them this year, they allowed uh, 120 and two to Josh Jacobs, 142. Two to Dalvin Cook, and these are your, you know, your your stratosphere guys. 
uh, your high high end guys like Ezekiel Elliott. So Mike's wondering no, if he won't. This was the answer. The answer is very easily no. He's not yeah. gonna the under. It's all. It's the under. He Get he's Mike, played Miami. He's, he's played Washington. Get him out here. Keep going, Wally. We're saying the same thing. Keep going. He said he played Miami. He's played Washington. He's played the Giants twice. He hasn't cracked 150 yards. Why is Detroit any better? I couldn't have said it better. Could have said better. Call him up. Where is he at? Let's call him up. Yeah. All right. So that's enough of Detroit and Dallas, I think. I think we put that one to bed via Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky chat. So next one up, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Unfortunately, Mike's not here to talk about how much he hates the Jags. But uh, this is a 43.5 point over under with Indy being three-point favorites. And um, Evan's checking to see if uh, Didi's going to be good or Didi Mega Doodoo. It's a good yeah. point. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a great reference. Anyway, uh he seems to have been coming up, you know, uh, three of his last four games. He had at least nine points, 15-point game, 100-yard uh, uh, game two weeks, three weeks ago. Four, oh, God, four weeks ago. And then he was injured, injured, and bye. So you had, you had three weeks off. You're going to keep doing it? Also, Nick Foles is back. I, I don't know what to make. I'm resetting my opinions on D.D. Westbrook based on this game because there's so many new factors in play. There's Nick Foles. There's are you over your injury? You know, that, I guess that's only two, but whatever. That counts as so many to me. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. And, uh, and uh, Waleed, do you have another uh, quarterback question for this one? Well, here's the thing. If, uh, if Jacoby Brissett is healthy, do you start him in this game? If you, like, h- how do we feel? Because Jacksonville's kind of an average matchup, you know? They're not terrible against quarterbacks. They're not great against quarterbacks. Quarterbacks can do damage. And Jacoby Brissett has been vastly underrated this season as a quarterback in fantasy but coming off the knee injury how do we feel about him uh person so so last night i started james connor and i got burned and that's been happening uh quite a bit where i'm playing players first game off of injury and i get burned so with quarterback i'm not going to do that i'm 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 not going to do that at a position where i could one if he gets injured and, and goes out and, you know, only gets me three fantasy points instead of like 20. I'm really boned. But if, um, but especially a onesie position like that, where I can just go find somebody else. So I have Jacoby Brissett in a lot of leagues. Luckily those leagues, I also have Josh Allen, Josh Allen, who's going up against the dolphins this week. So I wouldn't be starting him anyways, but I, I I'll, coming off of an injury. I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, I do that competition against Yahoo's fantasy where I try to pick a guy who's going to make the top 12. And that's really had me study the top 12. And we're living in a golden age for just pick up a guy who's ranked 10th through 20th and he'll be great. Uh, so you don't need to risk it. Jimmy Garoppolo against Arizona. Jimmy Garoppolo had over 35 points against Arizona two weeks ago. You yeah. know, you don't need reset. You know, maybe Derek Carr is still in there against Cincinnati. You don't need reset without T.Y. Hilton. Let's make that clear. These not have T.Y. Hilton. Josh Allen available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, there's there's just too much good stuff out there. There's got to be something in your league. Oh, so, that, so what we're saying is Jacoby Brissett's going to blow up on our bench. Too risky. Just too risky. He could blow up very easily. No, like I agree. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think... I tend to I tend to be gun shy on guys who are coming off injury. So at least, well, <laughs> during the regular season in my fantasy drafts, I want those guys for some reason because I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, well, he comes away from drafts, and I'd be like, I'm really happy with my team. Gosh, you know, 
this team has the potential to be amazing. And I'm like, well, dude, you really hate yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to die. Uh, yeah, so so um, uh, Mike's question for this one is uh, uh, Leonard Fournette versus Marlon Mack. Um, uh, Mike's, Mike's upset as a, as a Colts uh, fan. Mack has just three touchdowns all year. Um, the Colts give up 100 yards per game, uh, 4.4 yards per carry, um, top 10 against running backs. But at the same time, Leonard Fournette um, has scored one touchdown all season. But the Jags give up 120 yards a game, 4.9 yards per carry. It's uh, two great matchups for Fournette and Mack and, uh, on the ground. And uh, he wants to know who, who does better in that, um, in that I situation. Get, I don't get the fantasy ramifications of putting them versus each other. Like, por que no los dos? Yeah, I know. In this one, especially, it's like, yes, if you got him, you got him. Yeah. If, you start um, top 12 guys there. Don't even, you don't have to worry about that hair splitting. So we'll move on from that uh, AFC South matchup over to uh, an AFC East matchup. I was going to say two of the worst teams, but Buffalo is pretty good compared to the Jets, I guess. So, uh, Are I mean, they, did you say, I mean, did okay, you okay, say Miami's Jets, won more yeah. games in November than New England? That's correct. Um, as of right now, cause they play two games and, and, uh, uh, they won both of them and, uh, New Orleans or New England lost to the Ravens. So they so, won two more games. That's right. Break up, break up the dolphins. Cause they cannot be stopped. Um, so speaking of the dolphins can't be stopped. Um, Evan's wanting to know if, uh, what's going on with Kalen Bellage and if this is, if he's being punked. Yeah. You're facing an actual kind of good defense in buffalo let's let's come on everybody off the miami train not that anybody was on it but like this is this this joke got funny and then it was funny again and now the whole miami wind thing is not funny anymore also galen balaj who had 20 carries for like 40 yards everybody knows you suck why are they giving you the ball because everybody they traded because they traded everybody and then uh everybody else got uh suspended yeah just put like Come on, just draw a number from the stands. That's your running back. They got to do better than 20 carries for 40 yards in a win. Yeah, if you just fall forward, that's what, like six six feet? So that's two I'm yards a carry. I'm in a league which is the most competitive running back league ever, 14 teams, and everybody's got the third stringer and everything, and still Kalen Balaj is floating around the FA. Yeah, well, that sucks for Kalen Balaj. <laughs> So, so Kalen Balaj's teammate, uh, Devontae Parker, Walid wants to know if he's going to be good. You got to say it the way I wrote it. That wasn't a typo. Good. Is Devontae Parker good? <laughs> well, is he? This year, he kind of is. I mean, yeah. he's good in comparison to what he has been. He's been he's been flex-worthy for the last, like, month and a half. Last week, remember, I... Uh... I I welcomed him to my every week flex in my big money league. I'm like, good job, dude. You wow. the club, the a seven to nine point club. I mean, does he does he get a hat and and he shakes hands with you like uh, when when people get drafted? I mean, I send the invite out on Twitter, and so uh, you know it's up to it's involves in his court right now, but it's it's there. It's uh it's it's ready for him if he ever wants to accept it. Yeah, he's just busy. He's busy. He's, he'll he'll get to you after the season. You no, know he listens. Oh yeah, they they all listen. Every single last one of them. So Mike wants to know uh, what the heck the Bills are doing with Devin Singletary, because um, he came back a couple weeks ago. 
um, versus Washington, 20 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Then last week he gets just eight carries uh, for 5.2 yards per carry. And um, and uh, he thinks that it's a, a bad game script led to this. And um, that kind of pushed the, the Bills away from one of their better weapons. And that kind of pushed them into a loss. So Mike wants to know um, what the heck they're doing with um, with Devin Singletary and if they can turn it around or if it's just awful coaching, which feeling it might just be awful coaching um, up there in, in Buffalo with, uh, with Devin Singletary. So, all right, next one up, Minnesota at Denver, 40-point over-under, Minnesota 10-point favorites. And um, <clears throat> Evan wants to know uh, which uh, which Kirk Cousins it is that we're, we're getting and uh, is many a top three defense this week. Yeah, Cousins, can you just, like, let us know ahead of time if you're going to suck? I mean, it seems matchup-based, you know, just pulling it up. But then again, you haven't had a bad matchup since week four. And you had five out of six weeks where you were a top ten quarterback, but you had a week where you were a outside of the top twenty against Washington. So like I did, it's is is it like I'm 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 crossing a field and there's like five landmines in the field and I just I'm gonna hit them or what's going on? You're playing Denver. They're not bad. Do something. Also Minnesota. You're playing against a quarterback who uh, I. Not sure if he was washing cars last week or what he was doing. Just take him down. Let your quarterback throw two touchdowns and 150 yards. Come on. I want things to be predictable. Can't handle unpredictability in week 11 of the fantasy season. Speaking of unpredictability, starter sit step predictability. What was that? Said so speaking of unpredictability, uh, Stefan Diggs, huh? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm kind of wondering. It, can you start Stefan Diggs at this point with Adam Thielen gone? He his his value has plummeted. I mean, you, I I feel like you kind of have to because he's got those blow up games in him even without Thielen. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Last two weeks against Kansas City and Dallas, I mean, he's combined for what? Oh, barely over fifty yards. I think I he's benchable. You think I hate to say it. I think he's benchable. And wow. Denver's given up, like, I mean, he's going up against Chris Harris. So it's not like he's got, like, the easiest matchup. And I don't know that Denver, I have to look up what Denver's rankings against the run are, but I have a feeling they're not very good. They're good against wide receivers, but against running backs, I feel best like. against wide receivers. Yeah. Like, they've given up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, and Diggs has not been doing well without feeling. I kind of wonder. I I feel like this is one of those things where you sit on him until he complains, and then you start him in every format. Yeah. (laughs) The the, uh, squeaky wheel corollary, huh? You don't want to start him until he complains. Although right now it's the only wheel corollary. Yeah, right now. I mean... That's kind of why I was thinking, um, you know, there's there's I mean, who else is there in, in Minnesota right now? B.C. Johnson, like without uh, Stefan Diggs, it's that's I mean, without Adam Thielen right now, it's kind of like, eh. you know, I hate to bench that kind of upside. But I mean, the matchup does kind of dictate it, I guess. So. Um, so, yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's something that you can't really get away from in this one. And um uh, Mike's wondering for this one, uh, Dalvin Cook versus Denver's running backs. I'm guessing this is who gets more yards. Um, Dalvin Cook. 
Yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook or the, or the Broncos. Run, well, I mean, the Broncos running back combined. Broncos I RB mean, is it, a position. It yeah, I, almost any, outside of Christian McCaffrey, any running back combination combined is getting less yards than Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook is killing it this year. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that that's Mike's question. So we'll see we'll see how that plays out. Um his notes I'm for that are it. his notes are that um you know Broncos are twelfth in fancy points allowed to running backs, Vikings are fifth in fancy points allowed to running backs, so it's two pretty good matchups. Um recently or on the season, um Cook has nine nine hundred and ninety one yards, ten scores while going four forty catches, four hundred and twenty four yards on the uh through the air. It's freaking good. Uh, Ten games in, and then uh, Freeman and Lindsey combined for eight sixty-eight and seven while catching fifty-two balls for two hundred forty-one yards. So, um, you know, if if the Broncos can stout up here, you know, it might be closer than you think. Walid might be closer than you think. Um, and um, <clears throat> the uh, uh, Mike thinks that the Broncos are going to establish the run because uh, the uh, the Vikings can rush the passer pretty well. Twenty-nine sacks on the year. And the uh, Broncos have a horrible, horrible offensive line for uh, for pass blocking. So, um, so we'll see how that goes. And and Mike thinks that uh, Dalvin Cook's going to go for eighty five and one, while Lindsey and Freeman go for ninety one and one. So he thinks that um, the actually the opposite that um, uh, that of you will lead that uh, the um, Broncos guys are going to really uh, 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 step up to to the competition with Dalvin Cook. So. Uh, team that was stepped up to last week, New Orleans. They uh, they go to Tampa Bay to lick their wounds. Um, Forty nine and a half point over under. New Orleans five and a half point favorites. And um, uh, Evan, you want to know about uh, is the NFC South uh, conspiring to inflate quarterback numbers? Yeah, I got a lot of shares of uh, Winston. I got a lot of shares of Matt Ryan. Every week, I'm like, oh, great matchup. This is going to be great. And I just realized that every week it's just an NFC. South matchup because New Orleans sucks against the pass. Tampa Bay sucks against the pass. Atlanta sucks against the pass. Carolina, I, I mean, uh, they might be okay. Forget about that. That's not my point. So I can work <laughs> with that. I can work under with that. My... Follow around these NFC South teams and just start the opposing quarterback. Let's do it. Let's I do mean, it. Predictability. I've, I've seen worse strategies. So. Um, and it's it's an amazing stat that yeah they're all just really bad at um, at defending the quarterback um, and maybe that's why they have so many uh, good relevant fancy quarterbacks down there in that division huh all right well lead you're wondering about Chris Chris Godwin um, ending his touchdown route uh, drought I'm gonna say Chris Gordon I was like who the I was like well lead who is Chris Gordon <laughs> uh oh we lost Walid. lead no you didn't. All right, continue with your question about Chris Godwin. Sorry, I was coughing a little bit there. Uh, oh, okay. Be polite. Um, uh, cough right into the mic, squarely into the mic. Okay, I'll do that next time. Uh, no, Chris Godwin, um, last few weeks, I got I was spoiled with him. I thought that he was magic, and he's a little less magical. So I'm wondering if he's going to be able to turn it around against the New Orleans Saints team, especially a defense that – Kind of got embarrassed last week and probably not going to get embarrassed this week. So what are you thinking he'll do this week? Let's see. He hasn't had a touchdown since uh, October 6th, and he's gotten uh, 41 targets since then in the last four games. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel like he's got to get a touchdown at some point. But right now, I feel like Mike Evans is getting those looks into red zone. So I don't know. But I'm going to go with yes, because I believe in you, Chris Godwin. You believe in him. But, I, but, I'm, but I'm a little nervous. That's it. Yeah. You believe in God? Win. <laughs> win. Yes, win. <laughs> so Mike's curious about the Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray roles in this one. Um, if you look at the box score last week, it looks like they kind of split the meager amount of touches that were doled out to the running backs, which was a weird situation um, that the um, Saints got so far away from the running back. I mean, they were down, but your best, you know, one of your top three players is your running back. But um, I was really watching the game with an eye on Kamara versus Murray last week. And um, Murray got there, was rotating in with Alvin Kamara, but pretty much the second half was all Alvin Kamara. So I don't think that it's going to be a big split. Um, with Latavius and Kamara, because they showed in the second half that it was pretty much all, uh, all, all Kamara there in the second half against uh, against the Falcons. Let's New Orleans needs a win, so you know, use your studs. Sorry, what I was mean, that? New Orleans needs a win too after last. Oh week's yeah, July. Yeah, 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 yeah. Use your stud, dude. Use your Kamara, not your Latavius Murray bargain I mean, bin thing. I- he was he was real good when Kamara was out, and I really thought he was going to fill that Mark Ingram role when he came there. But I feel mm-hmm. like, but I feel it's kind of weird. But I mean, Kamara's the guy there, and frankly, Kamara should be the guy. Like, if you can have the most talented guy on the field at all times, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Over Latavius Murray, who's kind of a, a change of pace guy. Um. So, um. That that kind of puts uh, that one to bed, I think. And next one up is Washington at the Jets. 38.5 point over under. Washington, 2.5 oh, point. Thank God we're finally on this game of the week. Sorry. I can't even I can't even contain myself. Uh, yeah, Washington, 2.5 point favorites. And uh, Evan, you want to know about Darius Geis. You're so excited. I'll let you go first. over under. You know it's going to be a great 19-19 matchup. Yeah, Darius Geis. Come on, people. Come on, Washington. You took Terry McLaurin away from us, fantasy-wise. You took Case Keenum away from us, fantasy-wise. Give us, you owe us. Give us guys. Peterson's starting to slip. Come on, man. Just be there. If you can't be there for your city, be there for your fantasy fans. Darius <laughs> guys. 2019. Geis is nice. Geis is Evan's nice. That's campaign slogan. I'm not, I'm not super excited about a guy who can't get on the field and... Uh, with you know multiple injuries hey, in his first couple fair, of years. To be fair, to be fair, Evan didn't say he had to finish the game. He just wanted him on the field until yeah. the second quarter when he tears his labrum and is out for yeah. the rest of the year. Just give me two carries for two touchdowns and two yards. There you go. The old uh, uh, Jerome Bettis line, huh? Yeah, the old Lindale White. Yeah. So um, Mike's curious if Dwayne Haskins is any good. Um, he has some notes here: uh, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, um, 144 yards last week. Um, but the Jets are 26th um, in fancy points per game to the quarterback. Um, I believe that's 26th best or worst. I'm not sure. No, Hold yeah, on. They, they gave the 26th most uh, points. Okay. It can't be 26th best anything for the Jets. No. <laughs> well, yeah, 26, well, well, Evan, 26th best means they're like seventh from the bottom. That's what That's what threw me off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They've, they've given up the 26 most points. Uh, yeah, they need to unify the That's how it should that. be phrased. Yeah, they've given up 10 passing touchdowns in the last three games. So I'm 
Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I think Haskins might finally have a couple touchdowns in this one because, uh, like he I said, you should be really worried. Uh, they might, maybe they'll pull a uh, uh, Cardinals and just pull the, tri- uh, you know, pull the ripcord on on Dwayne Haskins if he can't get a couple of touchdowns in this one and uh, go get a new quarterback in the draft. Who knows? So, and then Waleed, you are looking for Lev Bell this week. So, what's going on with Lev Bell? I'm wondering if he's going to be a top 10 play. How do we like this matchup against Washington? Like, I was kind of looking at, I don't know, like, Le'Veon Bell's not having a bad year, but I still feel a little disappointed in him. Does that make any sense? Like, I feel like he should have been better, and I don't know why I expected that. I can put, I can quantify it exactly. Le'Veon Bell has a very high floor this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's getting maybe a dozen points. Uh, He, uh... Has almost equally high low ceiling. Six yeah. besides week one, sixteen points is as high. And if I'm giving a lot of people are trading for him because he has a milk toast schedule the rest of the way. But if I'm putting out the resources I need to get Le'Veon Bell, I want a guy who can win me some weeks, not some guy who has a high floor. I can get that in my flex. And that's exactly what it is. And the thing is, like, it's it's sad because it's the Jets' fault because Le'Veon Bell should be a high-ceiling guy. I mean, he is. He's a real talented guy. But <coughs> didn't need that time. There Sorry. you go. Right in the, the lowest, um, the lowest yards per carry of any running back with over uh, 100 yard carries in the season. But Washington's also giving up a lot of passing yards to running backs. So this is a game where Le'Veon Bell could feast. So that's why I actually like Le'Veon Bell a lot this week. If there's a week where he's going to break out, this is a matchup that really favors his game. Yeah, Lev Bell has had at least five targets, it looks like, in um, uh, or at least four targets in every game but one this year. And he's had three games with nine targets and a game with ten targets. So He's he's turned into that like receiving back like uh, release valve for this just awful Jets offensive line to bail out Sam Darnold. You know he he has one game with the yards per carry over four, so yikes. Um, I, and and I I said that earlier in the season about Lev Bell that you know his play style his that stop start play style where it was so patient behind it works behind a good offensive line. Yeah. But if you're if you're behind a bad offensive line like the Jets. You're going to stop, see what's going on, and, you know, your your right guard's going to be on his butt, and there's going to be a, you know, a, a defensive tackle getting a free run at you because you're that, that patience, there's a thin line between patience and uh, indecision. And when you have a bad offensive line, uh, that line gets even thinner and moves moves further towards uh, indecision. So, yeah, that's I a great way that, to visualize it. Yeah, I think that's the problem is is that his play style does not mesh with a with a terrible offensive line. And it's not to say that he's a bad running back because that's what it sounds like, but that herky jerky style does not work if you're playing um, with turnstiles in front of you. It just is it's not a functional functional thing. So um, so we'll see how Lev Bell does uh, this week against the uh, against Washington. So um, next one up is uh, Carolina at Atlanta. And um, Waleed, talk to us about DJ Moore and his recent hot streak. All right. Well, I was just, I, I kind of want to point it out because I was real high on DJ Moore at the beginning of the year. And honestly, he didn't start out the greatest, but the last two weeks, he's got a hundred, 200 yard games in a row. And they weren't easy matchups either. Tennessee and Green Bay, they weren't matchups that necessarily favored him. This week, though, he's up against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Give me, give me any player against the Falcons defense this year. 
And I, I really, I really like DJ Moore this week. Yeah. So um, I'm going to roll this into Evan's question. Uh, Evan wants Calvin Ridley to do stuff and things and maybe yeah. without Austin Hooper. And can't. or things. Why not? You yeah. You really should be. You're good. Yeah. So you Ridley gotta... or more this week, you guys. More. I got to say more. I more say shadows. more. All right. That wasn't a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're putting two questions together. It just, they, they don't work together. <laughs> they don't work together. All right. I've been right. really clicking with more. So, you know, he's increased his point total the last two weeks. Yeah. And he said, he's had eight or more targets the last five state games. Wow. So he's become Kyle Allen's sort of go to guy then, huh? I mean, technically, it's Christian McCaffrey, but yeah. Well, if I, I okay, it, that's sort you know, of like Christian when McCaffrey we, is a Ron Rivera's go-to guy. That's, yeah, that's sort of like when we talk about um, when we were having the coach of the year discussions, and we just ignore Bill Belichick. That's like the go-to guy (parentheses) other than Christian McCaffrey because yeah. he's the the best running back, uh, maybe best offensive weapon on the planet right now. So maybe best fantasy, certainly best fantasy season by a running back of all time. Yeah, I think I, I heard today that only four players have more fancy points per game than Christian McCaffrey does. And they're they're all quarterbacks, and usually quarterbacks are just like far and away better than, than uh, running back from wide receivers. So what Mike's looking for in this one is Brian Hill. Brian Hill um, taking over for Devonta Freeman, injured his foot, and uh, they're wanting, he's wondering if Brian Hill and company can actually pull out a an upset by using the run um to defeat the panthers and um and i i just i I, can i please feel this one here uh mike what i would tell you is i know atlanta beat new orleans last week but don't let that fool you atlanta's a dumpster fire well i beat usain bolt on the ground if i've injured myself and also i'm my backup i don't even understand the question well, I didn't get to finish explaining the the reason behind the question. Oh, okay, good. Um, Glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, the Panthers um, allow the third most fantasy points to running backs. They allow the most running back touchdowns and the highest yards per attempt. So that's why, um, and we saw it before, this is expanding on Mike's thing, with when the Colts beat the Chiefs, where a superior team can be taken down because you keep the ball away from their offense. And if they just keep, if they run off at, you know, four, four and a half yards per clip, which they can do, um, you know, the, the Panthers aren't good against the running back, then, um, you know, they may be able to, to, to drag out the game and drag out their time of possession and keep the ball away from the saints. And that could be their path to victory. So I think that's what, yeah, to be clear, I understood what he was saying, and I understand that Carolina is really bad against the run. What I'm saying is, like, the difference between that Indianapolis game and this Atlanta game are the coaches. Like, Indianapolis could come up with that game plan to to keep the superior offense on the ground. Like, they can execute that. I don't trust Atlanta to execute anything. I just can't. It's so hard. Yeah, but, I mean, there could be some monkey see, monkey yeah, they were beat. They were beaten on the ground by Green Bay and San Francisco, and I think Offensive execution is the key word there. Atlanta is known for one thing, and that is poorly executing. Their execution this year is abysmal, and it shouldn't be with the talent they have on that roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, um, 
it's bleak out there because you you we've seen these guys be good in the past and it's, yeah, like, like in point... theory like in theory brian hill and company they could do that but in this reality <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just don't see it happening exactly exactly so um we'll, we'll move on to a little bit more of a competitive game uh, baltimore goes to houston 52 point over under Baltimore's four-point favorites, and uh, Mike's actually singing the praises of Lamar Jackson, who he says is pretty good for a running back. Uh, he wants to know if the Texans, wow. the Texans' oh. run defense can bottle Lamar Jackson, who has 702 rushing yards, six touchdowns, on, and is rushing for 78 yards per game. Um, and uh, he actually gives him a little praise here. His QBR puts him in the ninth-best QBR. Um, in the league, but the Texans do have a strong run defense. Uh, three touchdowns on the ground, thirteenth thir- um, in yards per carry, um, and uh, they allow just eighty-four total yards per game on the ground. So it's a um, uh, 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 a a team that you definitely pass on. And, and Mike's wondering yep. if uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, if the run defense of the Texans or the run offense through Lamar Jackson and specifically Lamar Jackson will prevail is what he's curious to see. Um, this weekend, this feels a little cherry picked, Mike. This feels a little cherry picked. QBR, we're talking about the number one fantasy quarterback in the league. Yeah, like I don't care about QBR. The dude puts up thirty points a week. He was supporting. I didn't know we were supposed was, to care about QBR. He was supporting his. He was supporting his point with QBR. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I think QBR that's so and I've been jumped on it. The, uh, no, I actually, I, I like Lamar Jackson a lot this week. I mean, because the Texans, they really, they give up big pass plays. It actually leads into my question. And, like, if Marquise Brown is active, do you start him? 100%. Yeah. Like, and I know we were talking about, like, questionable guys off of injury. But the ceiling he has in this game, it would be so hard to, it would be so hard to pass up. Well, I mean, he's, so he set out a game this week and, and. Yeah. I, I or sit, sat out of practice this week, and I think we need to to start um, emphasizing that you can ignore when people sit out Wednesday practices, because that's that's your vet day, that's your maintenance day, that's if you have any nagging thing whatsoever, they shelve you so that you don't aggravate it, and that's when you get a million notifications in your app on Wednesday that your players are questionable because that's what they have to list them as if they miss practice. But really, it's just maintenance days, so that's why I'm not worried about Marquise Brown. He's going to be active. I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Didn't he miss? thursday too well they're they're doing um the sort of thing where they're the, he's he's playing in the games because um i think there's i think he's destined for surgery but i think he has enough in him to get him through the season if he doesn't practice during the week i think he's just getting okay. maintenance days during the week i see what you're saying okay well in that case man marquise brown all the way oh i love him this week he did miss thursday but he was limited today in practice yeah, they're, my, they're my just, little brag too is that Marquise Brown Dynasty got him in the second round in both my Dynasty leagues, uh, my auction league. I just no one want, was on his radar, and I don't understand why. So I'm super excited that I own him. That's very that's uh, that's very cool, very cool. Yeah, I was scared of him with his Liz Frank. I didn't think he was going to do much this year because all my research said that he wouldn't. But this has this been the season where my research means absolutely butt kiss. So uh, <laughs> I keep putting forward these well-researched, well-reasoned arguments, and then they just get blown out of the water because I'm, a, that's because I'm a moron, I guess. I don't know. No, that's um, football, man. 
Yeah, so speaking of game plans that get blown up, Evan wants to know about Houston's. Yeah, I like predictability, and I think this one's really predictable. Houston's going to start trailing to Baltimore. They're going to start throwing it deep. It's going to be a Will Fuller game. It's not going to be a Carlos Hyde game because they like to go to him when they are up on it. So I just want to know, you know, is that I need another data point. When you're playing against a team that's better than you, wide receiver two good, running back one bad, can we? I mean, I want Hyde to be good, but I'd more rather have the consistency. So that's what I'm watching for to see if I can predict how they uh, approach these games in the future. Gotcha. And I think Will Fuller is like a true game time decision this weekend. So that'll be. um... That's the only thing that concerns me is like if Fuller is healthy uh, in that game, this is this is this is you're right. I agree with Evan. This is a game where this is the exact kind of game where he goes off. The Will Fuller, if he's active. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's uh, I mean, this is the Will Fuller experience, you know, (laughs) it's like. At the same time, he had, everything you say is true, he had two weeks off and then a bye for a hamstring. Like, if you're not right now, there's something wrong, even for Will Fuller. I was going to say, this actually sounds like his MOs. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's the, the, the quintessential Will Fuller experience. I mean, he gets 16 targets, 217 yards, three touchdowns, and the next week he gets nine targets, then he gets hurt. Then he might not play for from week seven through week eleven. It's just like the perfect Will Fuller, just Chef's Kiss Will Fuller experience. So if he's uh, out, I do not think Kenny Stills is going to fulfill the Will Fuller role. I think they're just going to get slaughtered. Do you think it's just going to be a, a bloodbath? I, I mean, Baltimore to New England to a bloodbath. Yeah, we'll, let's, see, we'll, let's see. Fifty-two. I'm taking the over on that game so hard. That game is... It's 52? Yeah, it's a 52-point over-under with... Uh, wow. the, the Ravens are four-point favorites, which I'll take that all day. Well, I'll, I'll bet all you day. 16 ounces of homemade barbecue sauce on the under. And you You'll take the under? I'll take the over? Bet, yeah, bet me something, some food or drink that you feel great about. And we'll bet like $10 worth of it. Oh. I, I would rather... If we're going to do this, I'd rather do beer. Yeah. You do beer, I'll send you barbecue sauce, or I'll send you beer, whatever you want. I was going to say, send me you beer, man. I want both. some of the beer you got. Yeah, you know I'm great at both. Okay, let's do like ten, like a six-pack of beer we love. Okay, cool. All right, put it up. All right, over All right. under 52. Uh, should we do 52? Let's do 51 and a half. That gives you uh, an extra point, and I hate whole okay. point. Yeah, I hate yeah, whole no, no. point. I, yeah, I don't want to push. I want beer. Yeah, okay. 51 and a half. <laughs> a push is you each buy yourself a six-pack of beer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do anyway, so. Yeah, that's that's the push. So, all right. Next one up, San Francisco at Arizona. Our first 1 o'clock game, 45 point over under. San Francisco, 10 point favorites. Probably no George Kittle in this one, definitely. Um, no Matt, uh, Matt Breida. And maybe no Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm this this I would take Arizona getting the points. Um, I wouldn't take them to win outright, but I think it's going to be closer than people think because the Niners are going to be down a lot of weapons um, in I, this I, one. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Were you done? No. Or no? I don't oh know. no, I was gonna I was gonna say, and the Niners only won by three last time they played. So okay. Oh uh, no, I just want to point out because I'm kind of I'm kind of upset here at this uh, one o'clock game. You was like you know how hard it was for me to not start swearing at you here. It's three o'clock game. It is a three o'clock game. Central Standard Zone is the only zone. All right, you, we skip. 
Yep. Yep. You, people in Omaha. Yeah, you got to all all forty of you in in the central <laughs> in the central time zone. You know, you guys can can have your weird not off by three hours thing like the West Coast and the East Coast do. But um, but yeah, one o'clock game. One o'clock game. You hear that, Walid? One o'clock game. And I will be on the field at about 11 o'clock. So that'll be very cool. We'll get some royalty-free photos of players. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yes. forgot about that. That's going to be yeah, awesome. The writers working on that, too. Yeah. So um, so I, I can do 49ers debrief corner if we want, but I doubt we want to do that. Um, Walid, you want to know Didabo Samuel is startable in week 11? I mean, I, I kind of I think – there's no question. He's, uh, Sanders is out, right? Uh, Sanders is his quote today was he is going to try to play. I don't know oh, if he's in. Okay, Debo Kittle, well, Kittle out, but like, yeah, Debo really started to come on when Sanders wasn't there. So now that makes me, if Sanders starts, I don't know that he is. Is that Debo is, is worth yeah, starting? I don't know that he is startable. Oh, I think he would be. I think he would be because, um, you still got to account for George Kittle's targets, too. Because, I mean, we... I just remember he's playing Arizona. Like, that yeah, match it's... is so, yeah. so juicy. Yeah, it's Arizona. It's not like we're talking, uh, you know, some top-flight defense that you really have to worry yeah. about doling out targets to people. And so, um, uh, Evan, you want to know about Tevin Coleman, your 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 classic Tolman-Breda question split. Um, is is can we start Tevin Coleman? Is he a must start without Matt? Yeah, Lee? the unpredictability of their running game is driving us Tevin Coleman owners crazy. But now that they're missing literally every player except Debo, come on, can you just give the guy a double digit game? He's had seven, thirty-seven, four and a half, nine. You know, and you won most of those games. I don't. Come on. Just, why did you have four and a half two weeks ago when you played Arizona? Just give Coleman the ball. Otherwise, well, I, I, I think I might not start him again for the rest of the season. It's I mean, that, that's possible. It, it might be a bit unpredictable, especially because without Brita, you have Raheem Mostert coming in, who Raheem Mostert has, like, every time every time the 49ers need him, he's just, he's been great. He's been like a break in, in case of glass. On, like, a per-carry basis, except for the Arizona game, they didn't really need him. I remember they brought him in on a goal line stand. He got stuffed. But, like, last week they just subbed him in six carries, 28 yards. Uh, two weeks ago, nine for 60 and a huge touchdown. It's just, like, whenever they need to bring him in, he'll do just enough to be annoying and uh, make it so that whoever's the, the lead back can't, you know, work to their full potential. But I think he could get a touchdown this week. So that might hurt your um, – I think he's going to be taking it from Tevin Coleman. Sorry, Evan, um, this week. Cause I just he, want it to be predictable. I don't even care – Good or one bad. way or the other. Let me put them in or don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. other guys. I got plenty of guys. I just want to know where to put them. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're like, if I if he's got to sit on my bench, then he can sit on my bench. I just need to be able to to exactly. check that box every week. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's it's sometimes you're looking at a guy on your team and it's just like, just just prove to me you're bad. <laughs> just like prove to me that this is a bad, you know, it's a bad idea to start you so that I can just either cut you or keep you around for depth, but stop trying to move you out there every week, you know? So uh, Mike wants to know, uh, how good is Kyler Murray? And, and before I start rattling off the stats, what do you guys think about Kyler Murray? He's fine. Like, he's a rookie. I don't For a fantasy standpoint, I don't care about him this year, but next year I think he could be better. 
If the okay. season ends today, is he rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year? Mm, yes. What did you cross out there? Josh Jacobs. Okay, there you go. I like Josh Jacobs better. I mean, yeah, Josh could... Jacobs has got him beat, I think. Yeah, it's it's either going to be Kyler or Josh Jacobs, I think. Um, or if something goes haywire with this Tyler Lockett situation and they have to lean on DK Metcalf down the down the down the um to the stretch. Seattle will make the playoffs without with or without DK. Yeah, Arizona won't yeah. make the playoffs with or without Murray. But if Oakland's going to make the playoffs, DK's that road goes behind. to Jacobs all the way. All right, so so Evans going Josh Jacobs, but um. But uh, Mike's Mike's point is, uh, I mean, Kyler Murray's thrown for 300 or more yards four times, two touchdowns five times. He's only got five picks this season, um, which is kind of the big bugaboo for rookie uh, quarterbacks. And, um, you know, how good is he going to be this game um, against the 49ers, who are probably pretty teed off um, about what happened in, with against the Seahawks? And uh, Mike pegs this one at a successful game as 210 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. He says against this defense, um, that um, that is something that uh, uh, would be successful, is if he got that line, which I guess isn't really a starter's line unless you figure that he's going to rush for some yardage this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't start him. Uh, San Francisco. <laughs> I hear they're really good. I hear that. Um, I hear that a lot, mostly from me. Um, yeah, and, and uh, the Niners, except for an overtime at the end, they did a pretty good job of containing Russell Wilson last week. So I do kind of feel like a better, like, you know, Kyler Murray, a worse offensive line, less less evasive, that um, they can do a pretty good job of, of keeping him in check um, on the ground. Except for that stupid play in overtime, Russell Wilson. Just so many yards. So many yards to run on, Russell Wilson. Why didn't the Niners just put a spy on Russell Wilson on that play, guys? Guys, guys, I definitely haven't been thinking about Monday Night Football every second since Monday. Oakland at Cincinnati. Evan, your boys are 11-point favorites, 48.5-point over-under. And, um, Evan, are the gods and angels laughing at you? I mean, Oakland is half a game down on Kansas City in week 11. They played Cincinnati, who turned out to be worse than Miami, a team that was actively trying to lose. Next week, they play the Jets, perhaps the worst coached team in this decade. So I'm looking forward to week 13, when we'll obviously be playing Kansas City for first place in the AFC West. Who would have thought that would be great? And of course, that means the universe has tricked me. They've tricked me into looking past these trap games, and they're going to throw the rug out for me, and everybody's going to laugh. Evan. All, all the guys are going to laugh at me because they're going to lose to Cincinnati or the Jets or something. Yes. Uh, or, or would it be, would it be, okay. Yes, two, you have two scenarios ahead of you, okay? You have the Raiders are good this year and they make the playoffs, okay? Or the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders end up missing the playoffs. I know you don't live in no. Oakland, so it doesn't affect you too much, but what would be the more God laughing at you, kicking you in the teeth, which is the Raiders end up losing this season or the Raiders end up being good the year before they move to Las Vegas? <laughs> oh, I have no regional allegiance. I know, but but overall, which would be the more the more um, uh, uh, ethereal mocking uh, situation? I, I don't have uh, they, they are from the area where I grew up, but that's uh, arbitrary. Most of the teams I like have no bearing on where I grew up in terms of region. So they can move to Vegas. They can move to the freaking moon. 
and I'll still be rooting for them. You know, I'm rooting for them because I like bad boy teams. I'm rooting for them because I like teams that just can't get it together, and it is a charm to getting 16 penalties a game. You know, that's uh, so give, make the playoffs and move. I don't care. <laughs> All right, well, leader, we trust in Joe Mixon this weekend. I don't know. I yeah, maybe that's the like I, I'm kind of answering this question because I don't know how to feel about Joe Mixon this year. Another guy disappointing me. And also another guy, I don't think it's fully his fault. Sounds oh, like no. you don't know exactly how to feel about Joe Mixon. I mean, we've we've talked about it on the podcast a couple times where um, looking back on this year, we really should have been like, oh, yeah. Um, well, last year this, this did offensive... It, did it. But last year, that offensive line wasn't that good either. He was doing it on his own, so... Yeah, but it, it got worse. I mean, it, they also it, had a. Uh, never mind, that doesn't apply to the preseason. I was going to say they had a healthy AJ Green, but well, yeah. Well, actually. I mean, a healthy AJ Green does does play into things, and we didn't anticipate him being gone this long. I mean, I looked it up; it was a six to eight week injury in July, so it's yeah. like you know, it's worst case scenario is supposed to be back before October, and um, we're inching up here on Thanksgiving. We're a couple weeks out from Thanksgiving, and there's no ending on the horizon of of him not being able to play i think they're gonna shut it down i think you know i I, he's up for contract he says he wants to be there obviously they want to keep him there i think as a sign of good faith they'll say all right aj this is a lost season we're not going to trot you out there we're going to throw you on ir um and then we'll work on this contract and you work on getting back for next year because this is a this situation yeah this ties in really nicely to my uh loving injured guys in the preseason for value there you go. And that's something we got to look at next year because uh, Doug Baldwin burned us and AJ Green burned us. So that's something we got to got to look into for next year. My dog was very... Do you have your dog trained to just bark angrily whenever you mention a Seattle player? No, somebody knocked on the door or somebody rang the doorbell. Why? Uh, Dear of our Lord, are people still appearing at people's doors? Yeah, so What's somebody that... Just text me. I'm here. Open the door. Okay, so Mike wants to know about Darren Waller, who started off the season kind of hot. He had, uh, um, you know, he was the the hotness in Hard Knocks. Um, he has the good story. He started off hot. You know, he had like forty points in his first three games, but since then he hasn't topped eight point eight fancy points in half PPR except for one time against the Packers. So um, Mike's kind of curious about, um, you know, where Darren Waller has been, and maybe he's being phased out of the offense because um, uh, Hunter Renfro has um, had 16 catches in his last four games after getting 12 in the first five. Um, His usage is going up. Um, Waller's usage went from 37 catches in the first five games to 14 in the last four. And, and, um, and uh, he's just kind of curious what's going on with Darren Waller. And if uh, maybe we got sold a little bit of a a fool's gold fantasy wise for Darren Waller this year. Uh, I think what's, I I think what's actually happened is he, He's get like teams are matching up against him. They're like that's why Renfro's uh, targets are going up while his usage is going up is because they have to go to other directions because of the way they're playing Waller. Because he's but that stuff eventually when guys like Renfro produce and Oakland keeps winning, that's only going to eventually long term like near the end of the fantasy season have Waller open up again when teams just realize they can't just double up on him all the time. Yeah, so I also think it's an any port in the storm kind of thing. Last year, when you're the leading receiver was Seth Roberts, 
you know, Derek Carr had to had a pepper uh, had to pepper Jared Cook. Whereas Derek Carr, for all his faults, definitely plays the whole field. And this year, now that he's finally gotten acclimated to Tyrell Williams, who's a good player, and Hunter Renfro, who the jury's still out on, I think he can play it uh, a little wide. I think it was just, you know, when he's developing these wide receivers, he, he didn't have anyone else to go to. So he went to his nearest uh, outlet. And so now he's he can actually breathe and go to who he wants to go to? Yeah, I think Darren yeah. Waller's not going to have a resurgence. Really? Ooh. You would know Ooh. better than I would. That could have been useful information before the trade deadline. <laughs> there. Uh, I kind of think he's going to come on into fantasy playoffs myself, but I, I'm also an idiot, so. Fair enough. Well, they're playing. Jacksonville week oh, you were probably saying that. Yeah, I was going to say Jacksonville and then at the Chargers, so. Jacksonville sucks against wide, against tight ends. Against tight ends. So um, maybe Waleed's right. Maybe he'll have a resurgence. And if you, if you stick with him, he'll, uh, He'll bring you to fantasy glory unless you miss the playoffs because you stuck with Darren Waller. <laughs> well, I mean, like, to be fair, you had to replace him with another tight end. I'm sure that that's I'm sure true. It wasn't game shattering. Yeah. yeah, that's in the <laughs> discord. Some... The game is worth something. Uh, yeah, if only the... I had Greg Olson. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. In the discord, somebody was like, um, you know, uh, can I start this guy? And I was like, well, he has good touchdown upside, and literally every tight end in the league has a zero catch for zero yard downside. So, yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> I think he said actually one catch for eight yard, which I found much, much more statistically accurate. Yeah, one catch for eight yards. I was like, that's kind of right exactly where it is. Yeah, it's it's you can picture it in your mind. It's, it's third and 12, and uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter, and uh, it's about at the thirty, the opponent's thirty-yard line, and they they do a little dump off so they can get a closer field goal. That's you can even picture the tight end one catch for eight yards in your mind. So, all right, moving on from the Raiders is Philly at New England, um, <clears throat> the game that probably should have been flexed in. Maybe Baltimore Houston should have been flexed in Sunday Night Football, um, but the Sunday Night Football game is gross. But uh, one twenty-five start here that will lead one. 25 i don't think so i thought it was a, a i thought it was a three o'clock game that's what my research says that is wild that the is Bible belt wild. starts every game at 316 <laughs> <laughs> oh 45.0 over under new england three and a half point favorites um unfortunately we're gonna have to punt on mike's question on this one because he wants to know about the trio of alshon Ertz and Aguilar, but alshon jeffrey's not playing this weekend so mercifully we've been um We've been spared Alshon Jeffrey this weekend, so um, we can just move on to your guys' questions. And Evan very uh, selfishly wants to know if the Patriots have uh, returned to superstar status. Come or on, New England. You can do it. People have been dropping New England. Dropping. Why? No, they haven't. People have been dropping New Not people that you know you and I would associate with ever, but people in our Discord have been like, hey, somebody dropped New England. Should I pick them I'm up? Barely. And the answer is... I like the way you said it, like, they're peasants. <laughs> the answer, or they're criminals. Not, not I, was going with, I was going with criminals, but associate. yeah, same thing. Like, wells yeah. yeah, I would not I would not be in a league with people so dumb that I'm just robbing them of their money. Um, yeah. But they have, first of all, they have... That's the difference between us. Buffalo and Cincinnati. They have Buffalo and Cincinnati in the playoffs. So, yeah, just pick them up and stash them. But, dude, this is the number one fantasy defense of all time until last week when they scored six points. One point off of top 12. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not a superstar. They're, like, they never left superstar status. They had one off week. 
They played against one of the most difficult offenses to prepare for the last like decade. And, and it's again, coin- if they scored one more point, they would have been tied for 12. Yeah. And this is this is the same offense that Greg Roman ran when the you know the Packers gave up the all-time rushing yards record in the playoffs to Colin Kaepernick. It's like this is a difficult offense to prepare for. So take a breath. It's gonna be okay. Don't worry, New England. Everything you're gonna go back to. You know, look at, I mean, just look the fantasy points that they put up. It doesn't seem real. Like the three games before that 24, 34, 31. Those are like, those are quarterback numbers. Those are really good quarterback games. And you're getting it out of your freaking defense. It's bonkers. I'm, I'm shocked. People were dropping new England. I would not associate myself with them, with them, with those, 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 ne'er-do-wells. those ne'er-do-wells, those hoodlums, those thugs, those plebs, um, those plebs. So speaking of guys that suck, Lee, talk to me about Patriots running backs. Oh, I'm just wondering, like, who's going to be the best running back this week? Who's the running back who's going to go off against the Philadelphia Eagles, even though you won't start him because he'll be sitting on your bench because you don't want to start that Belichick running back? Who's the guy who's going off this week? Do we like Sony Michelle? Uh, no. Go ahead, ask me the rest of them. I don't know, Brandon Bolden? <laughs> no. Rex Burkhead? No. Yeah. Uh, Damian Harris? No. It's back to Bella Chicanery. He got away from it for a while, but it's like yeah, he's, he's trying He's but, trying to make Sonny Michelle the guy, but Sonny Michelle's just not not doing it. No, I, I think you've mis- you misunderstood the point of this question. This is uh, running back roulette. Tell me which guy's actually going to do it. We're going to see which one of us is right. Oh, we're oh, going to choose. God. We're going to choose. Yeah. Oh, God. What are the terms here? Most fantasy points, most touches? Just who has the best fantasy week? Michelle. Yeah, PPR. Michelle. No, James White. James White. James White. I'm locking in my answer. James White. Well, he's stuck with Rex Burkhead. Good job, Wally. (laughs) Actually, that's how I was going to be like, I guess I'll go Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead's going to have three touchdowns. I'm going to go the field, actually. (laughs) The field. I think field is fair. <laughs> so the the real question is, uh, is there who's going to have more yards, uh, the top New England running back or uh, the Eagles in penalties? <laughs> I mean, that's, Eagles, that's a, I mean, is that's a good question. Is a running back going to get 150 yards? That's not, <laughs> that doesn't happen a lot. Oh, man. Nah. I'm going to write that down just so we can keep track of that because uh, um, it's very, very fun and, and not at all frustrating and annoying when you watch every single game to have <laughs> to cross out notes. Oh, big run. There was a flag every fourth or fifth play. It's definitely not obnoxious and you don't you don't hate to see it at all. Um, also, New England, 30, three and a half point over under. I don't know how Vegas hasn't caught up to the fact that the Eagles aren't as good as they think they are this year. Like... Like the Eagles are it's not going to NFC East betting. They bet a lot on the NFC East. Those that's NFC true. East yeah, that's that's. I mean, the same reason why we get NFC East on Sunday Night Football. It's just like, you know, that's there. This is not going to be a four point game. Like, I don't know on what planet that this is supposed to be a three or four point game. I mean, the Eagles. I mean, uh, uh, they lost by three to the Lions. <laughs> they lost by they lost by 27 to the Cowboys three weeks ago. So it's like mm, four points to the Patriots. Uh, I don't think so. Three and a half points. I don't think so. I'm taking uh, New England with the points and uh, we'll go from there. 
All right. Sunday night football, which is at like, I don't know, central time, like two in the morning. Is that right? We'll lead something like that. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be culturally sensitive to, you know, uh, you know, y- your, your You're culture of culturally of- sensitive by going, by going off by 15 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be right here. I'm trying to appreciate your Midwest culture of just wa- bonkers times for things. Remember that time that we were trying to think up a time to do this podcast? And while he was like, I won't get off till nine your time. And we like lost our mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did the math like, backwards. Ten minutes later, yeah. while he's like, hold on, I flipped the I flipped the map of the US. I'm cool for five. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, nine? I was like, I'm not doing this podcast at Yeah, I don't know block. why I thought I'm I'm running at like Ten level stress all the time. I'm surprised I don't make more of those mistakes. Honestly, it was the least embarrassing outcome. Like I'm like, either Waleed is working till 11 p.m. on a Friday, yeah. which is really sad, or some small small mental miscalculation happened. So I was glad <laughs> it was the latter. Very happy it was a mental miscalculation. Well, I mean, honestly, in my industry, like there were times last year where I would tell you I was leaving my office at midnight. So. That sucks. So you know what else sucks? Rams at the Bears. Oh, God. 40 and a half point over under. Rams six and a half point favorites. Uh, you know what? I'm taking this the is under, your by team. The way. Huh? I'm taking the under on this one. Oh, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be hideous. We'll lead. It's your team. I'll let you take the lead in the questions on this one. Oh, my fantasy question is very simple. Do you really want to start anyone playing in this game? Uh, Todd Gurley had over 70 yards last week. Okay. That's cool. Does his knee work after that? I don't know. I'm checking to see if Jared Goff had more than 70 yards last week. Go ahead, Evan. I think that Chicago's... I think this is the uh, easiest line of the week to bet. Chicago's coming up. The Rams are horrible. He just had a zero-point game from Cooper Cup. It's not going to get easier against Chicago. I think I, I think I'm starting Allen Robinson because I think Chicago's gonna move it and I'm benching all Rams. And if I bet money I would bet on the uh, Chicago give me the six and a half points. That's crazy. Yeah. So so uh Waleed, have you heard anything about this David Montgomery injury situation that popped up it late in the week? Today he rolled his ankle. I don't know how serious, I don't know they just it just came up on the injury report. He rolled his ankle in practice today. That's all I heard in Chicago. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. If he doesn't play, are we, uh, Evan, your boy? Are we going back to him? Are we are we are we hopping back aboard the Tariq Cohen? Uh, no, no, no. Unless it's a bye week thing, in which case I'll flex him for seven points. Guess but what I'm doing in my office league? Effort, like he was last week year. Guess what I'm doing in my office league? Flexing Cohen. Starting Tariq Cohen, baby. Not even flexing him. Because my options in that league are bleak, because all my buys are this week. So I, with, that's not well, if it's bleak, you got a Tariq. That's not the answer I was looking for. I was looking for yeah. I'm starting David Johnson and Tariq Cohen in that league. Oh, you mean uh, the backup running back David Johnson? Yeah, the backup running back David Johnson. He Man, yeah. That's... That more than anything makes me just not trust Cl- Cl- Cliff Kingsbury at all. Yeah, he's um. <clears throat> well, I mean, I do trust him because he saw. I mean, uh, did you see David Johnson running last week? And I use the term running very loosely. I'm being very generous in calling what he did running. 
I mean, he's not right. He, he's not right. And Clint Kingsbury said today he's going to go with a, a running back by committee approach. So it's like, I don't feel I mean, good about my first round pick this year. Chase Edmonds. Was it Edmonds? Edmonds is hurt. It's Drake. Oh. Yeah, it's it's Kenny and Drake. They they traded for him a few weeks ago. So I oh the trade I knew that I forgot about ah uh, my brain I'm sorry. Yeah, he lit up he lit up the Niners on Monday Night Football or on Thursday Night Football, which is one of the reasons why people are saying that the Niners and the Cardinals are gonna uh, be good. And how did we get on day? Oh, talking about my team, I was like, how do we get to the 49ers? <laughs> um. But we'll, we'll, we'll gear it back. Um, again, Mike's question was Gurley versus David Montgomery. Um, again, got a punt on it because we don't know if David Montgomery is going to be playing this weekend. Yeah. So that'll be, some, that'll be something to monitor if it's going to be, uh, you know, a Tariq Cohen game or his backup. So, Evan, talk to us about Robinson Cup. Cup. Uh, I said I'm benching all Rams. Give me Robinson. The Bears have had a bad season, but they're turning it around, and the Rams have just been baffling it's been i find it interesting that you think you're turning it around they won they won a game yeah the rams have been a real like like rubber ducky in the toilet situation where it's like you know you flush it you're like oh you think it's gonna go down but it's too big to go in the hole and it like pops back up and it ends up at the top and you're just like you're just waiting for it to go through the hole so that's a real uh rubber ducky in the toilet situation here and I'm and I'm tort- I'm extending this tortured metaphor because my wife's in my office making a face at me. So, all right, that'll do it for Rams and the Bears. Unless we'll lead, do you have? Do you want to? This is your floor to talk about how much you love Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. Uh, like I said, see the football absurdity YouTube channel where I yell at him extensively. Um, no, I don't really feel. I mean, part of me thinks that line is favoring the Bears so much that the Rams are going to destroy them. That's where I feel. The game, they beat the Lions, but if you watch that game, I mean, they were getting torched by a backup quarterback. This is a game that Jared Goff could get right in very easily, and it is concerning. Well, I mean, if maybe if Jared Goff was, was better than Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, Jared Goff is no Driscoll. Was that the quarterback that played? Because Stafford didn't play last week. Fred Driscoll. Yeah. So uh, Goff doesn't have to be that good to do damage against the Bears, and that's true. kind of troubling to say. With that, the loss of Akeem Hicks has been huge. You can, I feel like that he's the soul of that defense. Uh, there he did it jeff he still blocked i what can we oh i have to do i guess jeff is off i have to do the jeff jeff transition uh yeah speaking of loss uh sorry i had my my lost their entire (laughs) audience so moving on to the monday night game (laughs) sorry i had my mic muted because uh i was talking to my wife about the cat so okay. yes, so the Chargers lost their whole I audience. I was wondering why you were letting me run that long. On, on the I, Bears. Was, I was screaming at you. I was like, "Lead, why aren't you listening? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up about a Hicks. That's I was funny. screaming. 
I was screaming and yelling, not really. But Chargers, Evan's right. They lost their audience, so they went to Mexico to play Kansas City. It's a Mexico City game. 52-point over-under, Kansas City, four-point favorites. And I want to know, Shakira Mike... can't did... save you now. What's that? Shakira can't save them now. I, I, I'm missing the reference. Last year, they had to cancel the Mexico game and move it because oh, Shakira... Was that Shakira? Yeah. Oh, that's why I was missing it. I know they had to cancel it last year. It didn't actually make sense because they probably have more fans in Mexico City than they do in the Chargers Stadium. So that's true. That's true. Considering every time they go to the Chargers Stadium, it's I mean, there's that they play definitely holds more. Yeah, they and they play 16 away games basically. So what I want to know, Mike didn't get his question in, but who leads the Chargers in targets? Is it Keenan Allen? Is it uh, Austin Eckler? Is Eckler. It, uh, is it Hunter Henry? Is it Mike Williams? Because these are all guys that are that are that have uh, the ability to lead the team in targets for whatever godforsaken reason. So I want to know who it's going to be this week. Gordon. Because, because <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Because it's um, oh 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 Hunter Henry. I would say the chief secondary. Huh? I'd say the chief, the chief secondary. secondary. Chief secondary. That's also a good yeah. option. The chief because secondary. Philip Rivers not looking so good. Yeah, he looked like garbage, hot garbage last week against the the Raiders. Just absolutely mind-boggling decisions that he made with the football, especially at the end there. Oh, my God. What are you doing, Phillip Rivers? Do you know what color jerseys the Chargers wear? They're pretty That's They're the pretty powder effect. blue jerseys. That's the Raiders effect? Yeah. They yeah. swore. Yeah. All right. So, Evan, talk to me about Damian. I, we got we to gotta give him air time because enough people are starting him. And we've just well, – Damian Williams. A good start this week or not? I'm giving him credit where credit's due. He's had two good games. I'll stay. I'll stay uh, with those flames if I own own him anywhere, which I don't. But you know, you have to start. You have to start this matchup. The Chargers. How many aren't they under like their third string defensive tackle? Like their run defense is abysmal. How can you even tell? Because uh, first string. I mean, who, who even knows? Uh, you can <laughs> yeah. tell. You can tell by the running backs clipping seven yards to carry. That's usually yeah, just absolutely ripping indicator. off runs. Yeah, they they give up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs this year. And and you know what, Damian Williams kind has kind of a Game of Thrones to his way to the top. He's consolidated power. Uh, you know, he let uh, Lashawn McCoy run around like Lashawn McCoy does and fumble. Um, he let he Darwin, Darwin Thompson, Thompson at his he, wedding. He killed the, you know, the coward, the, the, was it the death of Darwin Thompson at the hands of the coward, uh, Damian Williams or whatever that movie title yeah, is? Yeah, that he sat on the throne that got See, the I knives. Did, I did a Red Wedding reference there. <laughs> I know what's going like on. Game of Thrones did. Yeah, he did get, he Red Weddinged uh, Darwin Thompson. Then so he the I, James White Walkers. Am I doing it? Is <laughs> how you do it? The James White Walkers. That's you in fantasy team names, Evan. For the love of God. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, I got I was one of the most vocal Damian, I mean, one of the most vocal Damian Williams quote unquote haters in the offseason, but I mean, he's knocked off two good games in a row. Um and uh, he's consolidated power. There's no other way to put it. I mean, he's consolidated the touches. He's had 31 carries in the last two games, uh seven uh, receptions in the last two games. He's coming around, and it's a good matchup. So, hey, start your Damian Williams, Zizzizz. And you, it only took half the season for you to be right. We about... should get some charity. It took you more than half the season, to be fair. This should Sorry. be like we never air anti-drug ads, that we should get that same tax break. For what reason? Public service. For what reason? 
<laughs> the we're talking Williams. about Damian Williams, even though we don't care. Nobody cares. Not going to get us ratings. We're just doing a public service. Gotcha. Okay. So speaking of people not caring, um, that's a bad transition. Are we ready to forgive Melvin Gordon? What do you mean by that, Waleed? Well, I mean, like, I feel Melvin Gordon, when he came back, he was slow. He he, he started off slow, missed all those games. If you're an owner of Melvin Gordon and he held on to him, are you ready to forgive him after these last three weeks? Uh, I am. I don't own him anywhere because I don't purchase that headache. But you purchased that headache. You knew you that you were looking straight at a potential Le'Veon Bell 2018 situation when you got Melvin Gordon. Yeah. So you got Melvin Gordon back, and he hurt you for a few weeks. But, um, I mean, right now, you, you didn't start him for a long time when uh, he was uh, uh, hurt. And, or when he was holding out, and then you got a few bad games out of him, but you've had some like real potential weak winners out of him the last two games. Yeah, so you, you, he's looking like last year's Melvin Gordon, and exactly. that's the guy. You, that's what you were trying to buy. Yeah, so I'm 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 forgiving Melvin Gordon if I'm a Melvin Gordon owner because, I mean, ultimately he had um, three just absolute just dog you know what game actually two you know, dog you know what games because he scored. Yeah. In his third game, he scored a touchdown. In his fourth game, he scored a touchdown. And, you know, you get double-digit points. You're like, okay, I'm not happy, but I'm not mad. And then the last two games, he just kicked it up a notch. And he's back to being last year's Melvin Gordon with the benefit of having fresh legs. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you think about it, he had four games where he was not great. That's preseason week one, preseason week two, preseason week three, preseason week four. I mean, that's – and he had 12, 8, 16, 8 carries in those games. Those are preseason workloads. So – Got 20, 22 carries the last two games. I'm fully on board Melvin Gordon for the rest of the year. It's the, the end. What was that? Oh, I was saying the end while well, Waleed was adding a comment, so it was super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Are we done with our Week 11 preview? Are you guys ready for a little uh, daily fantasy football? Yeah, let's yes. do this. May I go first? Because my natives are super restless here. All right, Evans. Evan needs to gotta My go by. So. Need testicles. Um, so, uh, but we're told. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, for quarterback, we have sixty thousand dollars budget. I would like Drew Brees against the non-existent defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for eighty-three hundred. Give me Josh Jacobs, rookie of the year, for eight thousand against the nobody Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, give me Tevin Coleman. You know the only the last man standing on on the on the Niners for sixty-seven hundred. As always, I'm going Mike Evans for 8,200. As always. Yeah. Give me Michael Gallup for 6,700 against, uh, you know, whoever they're playing. Oh, yeah, Detroit. You can see why I forgot. Uh, John Brown for 5,900. He seems like he'll go off. I'll take Mark Andrews for 6,900 at tight end. Defense, Minnesota against Denver. I mean, who is quarterbacking there even? And then for flex, you know, I only had 4,500 left. Uh, give me Edo Smith just in case the the worm turns on Brian Hill. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to redo that because Edo Smith is uh, is not playing this week. I don't think. Shoot! Great, I, th- I will redo that. Thank you. I am going to redo this on the fly. I would love for 4,500. I would love. Give me Zach Zinner. Who got the keys Ooh. to my bimmer? Double Z's, huh? Sure. I mean, like like Wally said, David Johnson's the backup running back there, so somebody's <laughs> gonna do something. So it's gonna be a chaos reign situation. Sure. 
Yeah, there you go. All right, so I'm going to do mics before we go to Walid, so I'm not talking uh, back-to-back um, here really quick. So um, so Mike's uh, situation for this week, I'm definitely not filibustering so that I can get to his players. He's got Josh Allen, Zeke Elliott, Josh Jacobs. Evan, you want to fight him for that? John Brown, DJ Moore. Michael Thomas, Ross Dwelly, Brian Hill, and the Washington defense. Very curious about the Washington defense um, in this one because we were talking earlier about how that's a situation to um, to avoid. But um, those are those are Mike's guys for this week. So, Waleed, what are you looking at uh, for your right. DFS lineup? Uh, my quarterback is Dak Prescott. There's a reason I asked that question off the top. Um, <laughs> 8,100 for Dak Prescott. I like that matchup against Detroit's. Um, I also am going to complete the trifecta of Rookie of the Year, Josh Jacobs. Ooh. That matchup against Cincinnati, real good. Also, I was talking about Le'Veon Bell against Washington, how that's a good matchup. You notice how uh, <laughs> my fantasy previews are lining up pretty nicely with... <laughs> Your DFS, guys. My DFS. With Le'Veon Bell here. Um, DJ Moore. Why, yes, I will take you. I think you've been doing really well the last few weeks. And I expect to, con- to continue against a terrible Atlanta defense. Marquise Brown, I actually flipped this out when you uh, when we had a conversation. You were like, oh, he's starting. I'm like, good. I want Marquise Brown here. And I did not talk about this man, but this man is the best wide receiver right now in fantasy football. That is Michael Thomas. Uh, I thought you were going to say Debo Samuel. Um, for the year. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Uh, my tight end, I went TJ Hawkinson because it was a tight end. I didn't want to spend money on the position and he's got a good matchup. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, he's, he's got a really good matchup. My flex, I didn't talk about this, but it's an interesting thing. Cortland Sutton's got a good matchup. You'd think Minnesota's defense would be better against the pass than it is. But they give up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. So I think Cortland Sutton, especially when they're going to be playing from behind a lot, he's, gonna, he's a nice little sneaky play there. Yeah, that, that's I I agree with you because um, you'll see in just yeah. a second. And uh, defense, if you read my defensive streamer article, the Carolina Panthers defense is hovering right around 53% owned. They are playing an Atlanta team, which, as I've mentioned repeatedly today, uh, can't get his act together. Mm-hmm. Doing terrible. They are going to implode on himself. So for thirty seven hundred in value, I think it's a good like value play. Waleed, I'll get to it in a second, but I have to say that's some pretty good uh, analysis. All right. So last week I declared myself getting away from stacks, but guess what's back, baby? Stacks, because nothing I do works. So I might as well go back to what I'm comfortable with. So my my uh, lineup this week is a stack of Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown, and then Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey because I'm tired of my running backs letting me down. So I spent up to get the top guys. Then a stack of DJ Moore and the Panthers to go with Christian McCaffrey. Then I got Cortland Sutton. Then I got everybody's favorite punching bag, Kalen Balage, baby. Please. Please just get one wide open run for 20 yards and a touchdown. That's all I need from you, Kalen, at 5,300 in my flex. And then I'm banking on um, George Kittle being out. Ross Dwelly got like seven targets last week, and he's going against the worst tight end defense in the league this week. So for 4,900 bucks, I'm going to go Ross Dwelly. Uh, I considered which, that. 
Yeah, that's in my uh, if 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 Walid can pimp his columns, I'll pimp mine. Uh, yeah. Daily fantasy football dumpster dives. I put it out every Friday. Guys that are going super cheap that should be able to you know allow you to do things like get uh, the two highest running backs in your lineup, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, because I had to leverage what I got out of that to get my lineup going. So, all right, I think that'll I'll do like it you. this week. Unless uh, Walid, do you want to talk more about Mitch Trubisky? I think uh, I think you let me talk enough about him. Probably too good. much. All right, good. All right, uh, Evan. He's got kids that he had to run off. To oh, did Evan had to Evan had to got to go by? So yeah, he, that's why he went first. All right, boys. All Hold right, on. boy. All right, Bye, actually, boys. This is Evan saying goodbye. <laughs> this is Evan. I'm gonna drink more 99 bananas, even though it's disgusting. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Luckily, Evan will never hear that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, for Waleed, for, for Evan. This has been Jeff for my dog. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget the uh, eternal question. Is Dee Dee Mega Doo Doo? Bye.